Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. We bless his name this morning. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Amen. I just want to make sure y'all can hear me. Amen. Let's go quickly to the word of the Lord this morning. We're going to Ephesians chapter 4. I want us to look at verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says this. Let no corrupt word, somebody say corrupt word. Somebody say corrupt word. Proceed out of your mouth, but what is for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister this morning from the subject, seasoning our words. I've been on a sermon series called Let the Words of My Mouth and I talked about, I've been talking about wisdom for our words. Somebody say we need wisdom. Come on, I know it's, I know we, we, we small in here today, but somebody say I need wisdom. Yeah, we need wisdom for our words. We got to wake up this morning. I don't know where we at this morning, but let's all um, um, give heed to what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I need us to understand something. Despite what you may think or despite how you feel, you can't talk to people any kind of way. As believers, I don't care how you feel, I don't care what you think, you can't talk to people any kind of way. And I, and I said this before, and I think it, it's, it's good to say it again. Somebody say, watch how you talk to me. Yeah, 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 you got to watch how you talk to people. And the sad reality for many believers is that many believers don't know how to talk to people. I don't know if it was your mama who ain't raised you right, uh, your grandma who ain't raised you right, but many believers don't know how to talk to people. Many believers that are, we got too many believers that are rude. Somebody say rude. We got too many believers that run their mouth and we got too many believers that are reckless with their words. Uh, we don't know how to talk to people and here lies one of the reasons that some people don't talk to you is because you don't know how to talk to people. I know a lot of times we say nobody don't talk to me. I come in church. Nobody don't say my name. Nobody don't hug me. Nobody don't want to deal with me. Could, but could it be you don't know how to talk to people and that's why people don't want to talk to you? Uh, we got to watch how we talk to people. And, and, and notice this. Notice what the New Life version of Proverbs 16, 28 declares. The New Life version of this text says, and a bad man spreads trouble and one who hurts people with bad talk separates even the, the best of friends. Uh, the very way in which I talk to people can be, somebody say, divisive. So, so we got to watch how we talk to people. And not, watch this. No, as believers, we have to watch how we talk to people and use wisdom with how we talk to people. And somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, why is this significant? Because people won't be in relationship with you if you don't know how to talk to people. Uh, 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 people won't listen to you if you're always loose with your lips. And watch this. People won't receive the gospel from you when they know all you do is gossip. I've got to watch how I talk to people. And this means, watch this, the ability for someone to put their trust in the message of Christ is determined many times by what comes out of my mouth. 
So as a believer, the very, the very mandate on my life, watch this, Jesus told the disciples to go and make disciples. In other words, to carry my message to the other ends of the earth. But if I don't know how to talk to people, nobody won't receive from me. Tell your neighbor, I need folk to receive from me. I, I can't even fulfill the mandate of God on my life if I don't know how to talk to people. And if we can be honest, one of the reasons why there are some and those who don't do church are church folk because too many church folk, all they do is run their mouth. See, I don't know about nobody else this morning. I hope y'all waking up with me because I'm going somewhere this morning. Well, watch what Matthew chapter 15 verse 11 declares. The Bible says, now what goes into a mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. In other words, I'm sorry, not what goes into a mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth defiles the, the man. So we've got to be careful about what comes out of our mouths. And this word defile in the text is the Greek word that means desolate, pollute, and to make unclean. This means the mess from your mouth can cause people not to mess with you. The mess from your mouth can cause people not to mess with you. It ain't that you ain't showing yourself friendly. It's because of the mess that come out of your mouth. The reason that nobody don't want to go on no lunch with you, lunch date with you, is because what comes out of your mouth. Okay, I don't know about nobody else, but I'm, it's helping me. It was helping me when I was writing it. I don't know if it, maybe we got a lot of messy folk saints in the house today. Therefore, we can't afford to have messy mouth believers. Yeah. We've got to be careful of how we talk to people. In other words, and if we're not careful, especially unbelievers won't want to have anything to do with the church because of what comes out of my mouth. And this is why it's critical for us to season our words. Somebody said put a little seasoning on that. Yeah, yeah, y'all, your word's just too bland for me. You need a little seasoning on that so I can receive it. In other words, we've got to prepare our words before they proceed out of our mouths. Prepare, prepare, because there's too much at stake for us to not have our words being seasoned. Uh, that's too much at stake. So here's the critical questions we've got to ask ourselves. How do we season our words? How do we prepare our words before they proceed out of our mouth? Because some of y'all say, I can't, I can't hold that back, Pastor Keith. Well, now I'm going to help you this morning. Here's the good news. I believe Paul gives us instructions on how to do so in Ephesians 4.29. He's admonishing these believers in Ephesus to be careful of the words that come out of their mouths. And the, this admonishment to the believers at the church of Ephesus is significant. And here's why this is so significant. The, the, the church at Ephesus, many theologians say that it was established 15 to 20 years after the, after the death and resurrection of Christ. Somebody say after his resurrection. So it's about 15 years. So it's fairly, it's fairly a young church that was established after the death and the resurrection of Christ. The other thing about the church at Ephesus is that it was the third largest city in the Roman Empire. In other words, there was influence. Somebody say influence. It, it was known for a, a diverse culture. It was known for trade. And it was also known for idol worship. And somebody might make saying, Pastor Gee, why is that significant? Why does it matter that it was established so young? 
Why does it matter that it was a cultural epicenter? Because here's the thing about the church at Ephesus. In other words, there was this great tension between the, the demands that Christ had put, put on their lives and the culture. Did y'all hear what I just said? There was this tension. They were living in a place that was influenced by culture, but they had just been in proximity to the presence of Christ because it was only 15 years after his death and resurrection. Does that, that not sound like much of us? We know what Christ demands on us, but the culture is pulling us in another direction. So, so, so he's telling these believers at Ephesus that I need you to watch what comes out of your mouth. In, in, in other words, it can be easy to criticize everyone when everybody in the culture is doing it. Somebody say it's easy. It can be easy to condemn folk when I see other folk condemning folk on social media in the culture. Somebody say it's easy. And it can be easy. I don't know about y'all, but when church folk make cussing natural, it can be easy to cuss yourself. So there's this tension between what the culture is doing and what Christ is demanding on us. And Jesus and Paul is saying, I still need you to watch what comes out of your mouth. I know that everything on social media is a fad now. I know there's certain churches that don't believe that holiness is still right. But somebody say there's still a demand on my life. This is why you got preachers that say anything across the pulpit because the culture is pulling them more than the demand of Christ. So, so, so these believers had this same tension that we have as well today. But somebody said it don't matter. Somebody said it don't matter. I've got to season my words. So my prayer this morning is that we gain wisdom this morning on how to season our words. How do we prepare our words before they come out of our mouths? So hear this, let me walk the text and I'm going to be out your way. Because right now I don't know if none of y'all feeling me. Some of y'all must have been talking real loose this week. Notice what the first portion of the Bible says. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What comes in your mind should not always come out of your mouth. We don't need to hear all that. Somebody say, we don't need to hear all that. And y'all know how y'all minds run rampant. Uh, so, so herein lies one of the reasons that many believers that don't know, don't know how to talk to people is because many believers give no thought to their words. Uh, I can't just be saying what pop up in my head. Listen, y'all don't want me saying everything that pop up in my head. I'll be like, Holy Ghost, keep me. In other words, giving people a piece of your mind is not preparing your words before they proceed out of your mouth. So I say, it ain't no seasoning on that. Ah, I got to put some seasoning on it. That's what the contemporary English version of Proverbs 18.6 declares. Foolish talk will get you into a lot of trouble. This means those who run their mouths usually run into a lot of trouble. Y'all know some folk today in your family, in other churches, that love to run their mouth and they always in the center of trouble. They, people who run their mouth run into a whole bunch of trouble. Okay, I don't, I don't think y'all feeling me this morning, but it's all right. I'm helping myself. I've said this before, but the believer that runs their mouth will eventually watch this run into the right one. Somebody say trouble. Yeah, you keep running your mouth, you're going to run into the right one. And this is why if we desire to season our words, we have to watch how we, and watch how we talk to people. We have to examine the idleness of our words. And as I mentioned before, when the Bible speaks of the word, speaks of idle words um, in Matthew 12, 36, one Greek translation of that word means thoughtless. In other words, I, I just say things without thinking about it. 
Someone say that's a problem. And a lot of us just say whatever comes to our mind. And here lies one of the reasons that some believers' mouths get them in trouble. Because some believers give no thought to the words that come out of their mouths. Oh, somebody say, think about it first. I know you want to go off on them, but somebody say, think about it. I know you want to holler at them, but somebody say, think about that thing. Yeah, that thing, it, it will get you into a lot of trouble. You commit into stuff because your heart is bent towards helping, but somebody say, think about it. Yeah, you could have been on that cruise. Now you're helping that fool move. Somebody say, think about it. Yeah, you got to think about it. In other words, they, they, you got folk that don't care what they say. They don't care how they say it. And they don't care what will happen after they say it. Someone say, idol. Yeah, what a sad tragedy. Because when you give no thought to what you say, not only do you fail to season your words, watch this, but you are also subject to fall into sin. I, I need y'all to hear what I just said. When you give no thought to the words you say, not only do you not season your words, but you're subject to fall into sin. Somebody say, I'm going to give you Bible. I, watch what Proverbs 10, 19 says. The one who talks too much will for sure sin. Somebody say, that's Bible. You got a lot of folk that run their mouth and they run right into sin. Because uh, you just ran your mouth way too much. You should think about it. Someone say, think about it. And it's not that deep, y'all. All you got to do is pause and think about it. What is the consequences of me saying this? What will happen if I say this? How will they receive it if I say this? You just want to run what come in your mind. And somebody say, think about it. This means corrupt communication only flows out of the mouth of those who are not careful with what they say. In other words, give no thoughts to their words. God says, uh, Paul was saying, don't allow corrupt communication to proceed out of your mouth. All you got to do is give thought to what comes out of your mouth. So here's a word of wisdom. One of the reasons that many to include believers are not careful with the reasons that, um, that, that are not careful with how they talk to people is because many believers fail to give, um, give their thoughts in captivity. In other words, the reason why we're not careful is because we don't take our thoughts, some might say, captive. Yeah, the, the, the real critical piece to not allowing corrupt communication to come out of my mouth is to give my, take my thoughts, some might say, captive. Watch what 2 Corinthians 10.5 says. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And I said this before. Sometimes you can be so mad at folk that you just rehearse the curse words in your mind. And I've got to hold them things captive. There's times where I'm, I'm, I'm boiling over and I feel like I want to give folk a piece of my mind. And I've got to tell myself that that thought has to be obedient to, to the law of Christ. Somebody say, I've got to take those things captive. Yeah, because I don't know about y'all. A lot of y'all, somebody say a lot of y'all would get it from Pastor Keith if I did not take my thoughts captive. No, I'm just playing. Not y'all. It's other folk. It's other folk. I got to take my thoughts captive, y'all. Because watch this. If we can be honest, when we called them out their name, it was a thought first. When we gave them a piece of our mind, it was a thought first. When we put them in their place, I say it was a thought first. And then watch this. This is the reason we get ourselves into a whole bunch of trouble. Because we gave them a piece of our mind, and our piece of our mind got us into a lot of more mess than what it should have. I said just, because some folk ain't even, some folk can't even handle a piece of your mind. And it turned out worse than I thought it should. 
This means too many believers are reckless with how they talk because they have no restraint on their thoughts. I've got to make sure that I take my, my thoughts, someone say captive. Therefore, if we desire to season our words, here's what we got to ask, our, ask ourselves. I want to season my words. Do I give thought to the words that come out of my mouth? You got to ask yourself that. You always running into some out of trouble. You always get into arguments with folks. You feel like you always fighting people at the job. Maybe you don't give thought to the words that come out of your mouth. Do I take captive of the thoughts that watch this will lead to corruptive words? Someone say those good questions to ask yourself. Yeah, that's, those are good questions to ask yourself. This is why if we desire to season our words, we must examine the idleness of our words. Because if we can't answer these questions with confidence, I promise you, you have failed to put a little seasoning on your words. And watch this. If you got idle words, someone say, watch how you talk to me. Yeah, matter of fact, don't talk to me. If you can't say, if you can't hold on to that fault, someone say, don't talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to me if you can't. If you got idle words. Now this, hear this. Watch what the second portion of our text says. The Bible says, but what is good for necessary edification? The problem to include many believers is that they talk to people in order to win rather than to win them over. I want y'all to hear what I just said. Most of the time when we're having conversations with people, it's not to win them over, it's to win. Someone say, I want to win. A lot of us want to win. We, we, we don't care what they got to say because someone say, I want to win. Yeah, most of, most of us want to win. And somebody might be saying, what do I mean? In other words, they have a personal agenda when they're talking to me that does not benefit the other person. Somebody say a personal agenda. And if we can be honest, for many of us, people have talked to us with the sole agenda to deceive us. Somebody say no benefit to me. Some, of, some folk have talked to us with the sole agenda to demean us. Somebody say no benefit to me. And many watches, some folk have talked to us even with the sole agenda to destroy us. Somebody say, no benefit to me. If you're going to talk to me, somebody say it needs to be mutually beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And we talk to people with the sole intent. I want to just get my point across. I don't care what you got to say. I done got my little, my little things in order. I want to tell you how I feel. And that's all I want to do. Somebody, some folk, some, and most of us really, we really don't. There's this thing in communication called active listening. Yeah. And many of us really don't do that. We listen to folk and we prepare our rebuttal while they're still talking. Somebody say that's a, that's a one-way conversation. And, and, and this is why Paul says only say what is necessary for not, somebody say, watch this, not for my edification. Somebody say, not for my edification. But it's for their edification. So while I'm communicating with people, my intent should never be try to win, try to get my point across. But God, are they being edified? Somebody say for their benefit. Watch this. Many of us don't talk like that. We don't talk to people focusing on their benefit. Somebody say we done already messed up. But watch this. The devil is a lie. You can't talk to me if your intent is to tear me down. This is why our foundational text admonishes us with these words that our words should only be used but what is good for necessary edification. This is why if we desire for, our, for a little seasoning to be on our words, we've got to examine the intent of our words. What is the intent of what I'm saying to my wife? What is the intent of what I'm saying 
to my friend? What is the intent of what I'm saying to my coworker? Someone say the intent. The intent will determine if it's for their edification. And I don't know about anybody else, but if I got folk that's going to talk to me, Nick, just talk to me because you want to restore me. Talk to me because you want to reconcile with me. And talk, if you're going to talk to me, speak righteously to me. And you've got church folk and believers that don't even know how to speak righteously to one another. Someone say, help us today. In other words, if you're going to talk to me, edify me. And it's important to note that the word edification in our text is the Greek word and in, in one um, um, okodemo. And one definition of this word means to build a person up to the suitable dwelling place of God. I need y'all to hear something. It means to build a person up to be the suitable dwelling place of God. Do you treat me like the temple of God? Do you talk to me like I'm the temple of God? Do you talk to me like this is a place where somebody is going to worship the God you serve? That's a good question because some of y'all ain't talking to me like the temple of God. So this means as we talk to others, we've got to ask ourselves, is the intent of our words to prepare the hearer to house both the presence and the proclamation of God? Y'all know some folk can talk to you and you don't even want to talk to God after that. Did y'all hear what I just said? They'll talk to you so nasty. I ain't got ain't nothing about that conversation making me think about God. But what is making me thinking about is beating them down. And, it, and I because it did not feel like I was built up. Okay, okay. I don't know about nobody else. Y'all real quiet this morning. After what I say, will they be in a better place to rest in the presence of God and receive the word of God? You got them to receive what you wanted to say, but can they receive? Because your words ain't going to change them. The word of God does. So after I talk to them, do they now, watch this, even if they jacked up, even if they messed up, even if they hurt you, even if they did something wrong, I want to talk to them in a way that they're now in a better place to receive the word of God. Because my words ain't going to change them. Them little cuss words you strung together, someone say, that ain't going to change them. Yeah, you thought it was going to change them. No, it ain't going to change them. The word of God will. This is why that word means to build them up to be the suitable dwelling place of God. Where God's presence and proclamation might dwell. I want to talk to folk. This this makes transformation easy. And you wonder why your husband ain't changed. Because you did not talk to him in a way that he's now ready to receive the word of God. This is why your friends still nasty and still take advantage of you because you talk to them in a way that they're not ready to receive the word of God. This is why a lot of folks say they don't do church folk because we don't know how to talk to people. Somebody say we don't know how to talk to people. And if, if, if we can't without hesitation say yes to these questions, then we fail to season our words. Because the intent of our words should always be to edify the hearer. And I want to say this and I want to drop this off. You can rebuke and still edify. Did y'all hear what I just said? You can rebuke somebody and still edify. You can redirect somebody say and still edify. And watch this. You can even refrain from some relationships. Baby, I can't hang with you like that no more. And still edify. Now that's good news to me, y'all. But 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 it matters. Watch this. Somebody say the intent of my words. Because hear this, I should have put this on the screen for y'all. Watch what I'm about to say. The content of our communication does not have to harm 
when our intentions are to edify. Did y'all catch what I just said? The content, whatever I'm trying to do, if I got to rebuke, if I got to redirect, if I got to tell them I can't be in relationship with you more, no more. The content of my communication does not have to be harmful. If my intentions, watch this, are to edify. Yeah, yeah. listen, you, you're not in a place to love me how I need you to love me, so me and you can't be in a relationship together. But go ahead and get yourself together, and when you get yourself together, maybe we can hook back up. So I'm going to say edify. Yeah, it ain't that I don't want to be with you. I can't be with you like that. Yeah, so, so, so the content of my communication does not have to harm folk. I love you. I see all the potential in your life, but you can't just be with me like that. This is why if we desire to season our words, it's not the content we have to worry about, but it's our intent. Because difficult conversations, somebody say they're necessary. And it's also necessary that our intent is always to edify. I'm not going to be pacifying you. My wife likes to get on me about this all the time. There's some difficult conversations that she has to have, to have with me. And I can't get caught up in the content when I know her intent is in the right place. Y'all heard what I just said? And many of us get silent because the con- we don't like the content. But we negate the intent. This is why it's so hard many times for parents to, to, to rebuke their children. Because the, the children are so concerned about the content. This is why some folk can't receive from their pastor when they, their pastor got to rebuke them because they're focused on the content. Yeah. I got to get to the content, baby, because the content is jacked up. Okay. So, 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 it's important to know that when the intent of our words is to harm the hearer, watch this, it causes God to hate us. So my intent, somebody say it matters. So, so you thinking you just going to give yourself a piece of your mind, Okay. Okay, keep playing with folk. Let me give you a Bible. Watch what Proverbs 8.13 says. And the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and evil way. And watch this. And the perverse mouth. I hate. That means when your intent is to tell folk down, when your intent is to give people a piece of their mind, God say, okay, keep playing and trying to harm folk. That's the very thing that I hate. Ooh, someone say help us today. I know y'all quiet, but I'm trying to help y'all today. I'm trying not just be in right standing with one another. Someone say being right standing with God. And you think you just giving a piece of a piece of your mind. Okay? Keep playing with God. Someone say keep playing with God. He ain't the one to play with. This means for our sake and for their sake, before someone talks to us, we need to tell somebody, and I know y'all probably don't know Birdman, but somebody say put some respect on my name. It's a, it's a rapper, y'all. I, I'm, I'm, I got, it's a tension between the culture and Christ. Somebody say, put some respect on my name. Because their intent to harm you with their words will cause God to hate them. He hates a perverse tongue. In other words, words that have an intent to harm. This ain't just you just run, just saying. In other words, when he says perverse, it means um, desecrated. It means the very thing that intends to harm the hearer. Somebody say that's perverse. Y'all sit there, y'all write down what y'all gonna say. You rehearse it in your mind. You play it back. You wait. I can't wait till they get home. Yeah, they you you ain't gonna text them. You gonna give them everything right out of your mouth. So here's a word of wisdom. Somebody may be asking, how can I discern when someone's word are intended to harm me? 
Because if we can be honest, people who desire to harm us with their words many times know how to conceal their intentions. The, the real good ones, y'all know who got the gift of gab. They, they, they know how to conceal their intentions. They, and we don't realize that those in, their words were intended to harm us. So, so, so somebody might be saying, how do I discern that? Your ability to discern their intentions is determined by your ability to walk in light. You know, when folk talk about you, don't make it up in your mind to talk about them. You're not walking in light. When you know folk having to mean you no good and you're trying to figure out, don't, 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 somebody say, don't go to their level. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's why when the, uh, the Obama's them said, when they go low, we go high. I, I'm not going to stoop to that level. And the reason why we don't have the ability to discern the intents of somebody else's words, somebody said, because I'm on the same level as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch what Ephesians 5.13 says. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. Just keep walking in light and God going to give you somebody say revelation. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. When I, I, I know some folk right now that don't want don't mean me no good. But I keep them right there because God has given me somebody revel, say revelation. As long as you remain righteous, the Lord will reveal those whose words have wicked intentions. Now that's good news. Because we worry about how, what we're going to say to them, how we're going to get them back, and we have, we're walking around with no level of revelation. Ooh, help us today, God. I don't want folk that mean me no good, and God don't reveal that to me. Ooh, someone say revelation is necessary. God will reveal those that you can declare. Watch how you talk to me. As a matter of fact, when God will reveal you their intentions, I keep them right there. I know, like I said, I know something right now that don't mean me no good. And I keep you right there. I smile in their face. Yeah. All the time they want to take my place. <laughs> I don't know why Dana ain't saying that this morning. It was in my spirit. It was in my spirit. Well, so, so in other words, we must examine the intentions of our words. Watch this, I'm almost done. If I want to put a little seasoning, y'all know I don't want nobody food that's bland. Some folk don't know how to put a little seasoning on their word. If I want to receive it and eat it, I need some seasoning. So I've got to watch the idleness of my words. I've got to watch the intentions of my words. And watch this. Here's the last thing. That it may impart grace to the hearers. How you talk to me, watch this, is just as important as what you say to me. I need somebody to hear that and hear that real good. Someone say, it matters how you talk to me. Because you read it, watch this, I know they sinned, I know they messed up, I know they made a mistake, I know they did all of that, and you've got all of this, and watch this, you're justified. Someone say, I'm justified. But it does not matter what you say if you don't say it the right way. Woo! That means even if it's right, if you don't say it the right way, someone say, I can't receive it. Yeah, and this is why, this is how the church got a lot of folk messed up. The old, The church of old. When the girl who didn't have nothing else to wear would get rebuked before she could even get into the church. It was the right thing, but they didn't say it the right way. Baby, let me get you a shawl and sit right here. You are welcome in this place. But we don't know how to say it the right way. Wonder why folk don't want to come to church because you just holier than thou. Like you always been saved. You better, somebody say, you better watch how you talk to me. Because how you talk to me will many times determine how I receive it. I'm going to give you a Bible. Watch this. Wrath subsides when you know how to talk to people. The Bible says soft answer turns away wrath. 
y'all arguing, y'all talking, you just, and, and you're right, you're justified. But it will, if you just know how to talk to people, anger will subside. The Bible says wisdom can be received when you know how to talk to people. That's Proverbs 10.31. And the Bible says worry is casted out when you know how to talk to people. I know they stress out. I know they're going through. But maybe you're adding to their stress because you don't know how to talk to them. I'm going to say, watch how you talk to me. Oh, help us with that. And somebody say, that's Bible. This means it does not matter which, if what you say is right, if you don't know how to say it the right way. All you know is Bible, but can you say it the right way? This is why our foundational text says when we talk to people, our words must impart grace to the hearers. So, 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 so he says that I've got to understand and examine the impartation of my words. Am I imparting, somebody say grace, to the hearer? You just worry because you think you know everything. You got a PhD in X, Y, and Z, and you feel like you can just say it any kind of way. Somebody say not so. One Greek translation of the word grace in our text means kindness. I was going. I was. I was telling my wife today. Um, something happened yesterday. If we were, if y'all were in leadership, um, we had a leadership training, and we were doing the colors. And basically, colors will dictate or determine your your personalities. And one of the things about blues, I'm say somebody say Pastor Keefer blue. It, it means you got to present a good thing to me first before you give me the difficult thing. But somebody say that's everybody. That is, the Bible says that I need you to impart kindness to the hearer. Yeah. Ooh, somebody say that's Bible. that's Bible. That ain't the colors thing. Somebody say that's Bible. Bible. Yeah, that is Bible. This means, watch this, even when we say the difficult things, can we say it with kindness? Even when we have what we have to say, the direct thing, can we say it with kindness? I ain't playing with you. I ain't got to wait on this. This is something that I got to give you right now. But can you still say it with kindness? Even when we have to deal with anything, somebody say anything. Can we say it with kindness? Because if you can't say it with kindness, somebody say just keep it to yourself. I don't know about nobody else. I you you might like it direct and you might like folk talking to you any kind of way, but somebody say not me. If you can't say it with kindness, then keep it to yourself. And I know that this is not Bible, but some of our mamas said it this way. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Now that that was a word from mama. Somebody say that was a word from mama. And mama didn't even know that was Bible. I hope we examine some of our conversations. Because if we desire for our words to be seasoned, then we must examine the impartation of our words. In other words, how are we saying what we are saying? Because it matters the how. Somebody say the how matters. Consider what Proverbs 16, 24 says. I'm going to give y'all more Bible because y'all think Pastor Keith just trying to make y'all talk to me some kind of way. Now, somebody say this for everybody. Kind words are like honey. They are easy to accept and good for your health. I know what they did was wrong. I get that. I know you got to deal with it right away. I know you can't sugarcoat what you got to say to them, but you can still say it, somebody say, with grace. If you're a believer, listen, this ain't Pastor Keith's mandate on you. Somebody say it's God's mandate on you. Yeah, y'all don't like me today, I know. Y'all really don't like me today, but it's okay. Somebody say, this God, not me. 
Because if you're going to talk to me, watch this. If this means if we desire for the hearer to accept what we say, we must first assess how we are saying it. I've had to learn that, y'all. And everybody receives stuff differently. So I got, I've got to assess how am I saying it to this one? How am I saying it to that one? God, make sure before it comes out of my mouth that this is going to impart grace or kindness to the hearer. And, and watch this, because if you're going to talk to me, I don't know about nobody else, but don't talk to me like I'm a child. I don't know about nobody else, but if you're going to talk to me, don't talk to me like I'm dumb. And watch this, I don't know about nobody else, but don't talk to me rudely. Y'all can let folk talk to you any kind of way, but somebody say, not me. Even if it's right, and if you talk to me rudely, watch this, it will be hard for me to receive. It's, it's going to be hard if, if my goal is to be like God. If my goal is to speak with the words of Christ, my intent is not to win, but my intent is so that they receive. Somebody say receive. Hear this, so hear this, y'all ain't going to like this. Here's one of the lies, one of the reasons why some husbands have failed to receive from you because you talk to him like he's a child. Why some child won't receive from you because you talk to them like they're dumb. And why some co-workers, watch this, can't receive from you because you talk to them too rudely. Y'all don't like that this morning. We, we talk to that man, this is, somebody say a grown man, like he's a child. And we talk to even our children, someone say our grown children, like they're dumb. And then we think that just because we're right, somebody that gave us a, the label supervisor that we can talk to our co-workers rudely. And you wonder why you still got to bring that co-worker into the office. You said it in a way that they could not receive. Help us today, God. Help us today. Therefore, if we desire for our words to be seasoned, we've got to ask ourselves these questions. How are we saying what we are saying? The worst thing is to have conversations that keep going in circles. Y'all know that? Then I got to keep saying this over and over again. I got to keep talking to them about the same thing over and over again. Maybe it's how I'm saying it. It's what we're saying being said. With the reason they ain't receive it is because maybe God let me assess how I'm saying it to them. What's the impartation of my words? I know y'all ain't want this lesson today. Y'all like, Pastor, keep telling us about communication. Yeah, but somebody say it's Bible. It really is Bible. I'm trying to help us. We're called to live in, in community with one another. And, and to be able to live in community with one another, somebody say, I got to know how to communicate. I got to know how to communicate. If we're going to watch how we talk to people, then we have to first watch our words. Because as I noted in my introduction, how we talk to people will determine how people or if people will talk to us. There is much at stake if we don't know how to talk to people. It's, somebody say it's too much at stake. There's folk where relationships have ended just because folk didn't know how to talk to one another. Business deals that fail because people didn't know how to talk to one another. Destinies have been aborted because folk don't know how to talk to people. Help us today, God. Help us. We got to examine how we've been talking. Y'all, that's probably why none of y'all weren't feeling me when I started off this message. This means we've got to be mindful to put a little, somebody say put a little seasoning on them words. 
I want to eat them, but I need you to put a little seasoning on them. This means we must first examine the idleness of our words. Give thought to every word that proceeds out of my mouth. God, before I say this, I know I got it down real good. I done wrote this thing down. This is going to be good when it come out. But I got to know how will it impact the hearer. What's the consequence of what I might say? Then I got to ask myself, I got to examine the intent of our words. Is it the win? I just want to win. I don't care what they got to say. I don't even want to hear what they got to say. I'm just trying to win. Someone say, I'm just trying to win. And if you're just trying to win, your intent with your words is gone. It ain't even about to hear at this point. Somebody say, God hates that. Whew, help us, God. And then I've got to examine the impartation of our word. I know what you're saying is right. But that's how you say it. Yes, somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, I get all of that. Why is this so significant? If y'all need that question answered, I'm sorry, because the, the very fact that God would hate my perverse mouth is enough. Because some of us say, I don't have time to sugarcoat my words. I've been going around circles with them a little bit too long, Pastor Keith. I ain't sugarcoating nothing for nobody. The word hearer in our foundational text is the word aku. It comes from the word acoustic. And one definition of this word refers to the birthing of faith. In other words, how we talk to people can impact their desire, watch this, to walk with Christ. And as I shared before, many people don't do church folk or the church because how church folk have talked to them. So watch this. So could it be that someone failed to, we allowed someone's faith, failed to be birthed in God because we failed to watch how we talk to people? We, we had an opportunity to change that co-worker's perspective on Christ and the church. But it was how we talked to them. My, I know a husband and a wife in my family. And the husband does not want anything to do with God because of how the wife talks to him. She's all this in the church, y'all. She got a whole bunch of titles. Sit on the, sat on the usher board, a mother in the church. Got, someone say got a whole bunch of titles. But because how she talked to him, could it be his faith in God had failed to be How about nobody else? I know this ain't, this really ain't a happy message, <laughs> Minister Shan. But what I'm trying to do is help us on our journey in God. Think about the conversations that you've been having. Amen. I know, I know they, the cliche is the devil in the details, and we love to rebuke the devil because the sound messing up, but I really believe the devil was trying to get in the sound today. He didn't want us to hear this word. But I want you to get those conversations on your mind. Those, those times where you did not speak to them in a way that brought edification friend, could be your husband, could be your spouse, could be your mama, could be your child. Father, forgive us, we pray. We did not know, God, that because of our minds, you hated us. Forgive us, God. But now today, God, we know it's not about a personality trait, God. You require this of all believers. So, God, we pray, God, that we might season our words. Our mind ain't always got to come out of our mind. 
us, God, we pray. Matter of fact, God, we know how evil and reckless our mind can be. A lot of evil is birth in our minds, God. So let us take every thought captive. Before we say something, God, let us assess it, God. Will it hurt the hearer? Will it harm the hearer? Will the hearer even receive? Is what I'm saying even godly? Help us today, God, we pray. God, I pray, God, that, that we accept the intent of our words. Let our words do no harm. Someone say, let my words do no harm. Let our words do no harm, God, we pray. Help us, God, we pray. God, many of us, God, have talked to people with a reckless mouth. Many of us have talked to people, God, with the intent to win and not to win them over. God, we pray for forgiveness. We pray, God, that our words always Receive faith in you.